back to the Beers and Sears podcast, week four, 2022 season. Texas Longhorns took down the mighty UTSA Roadrunners after a thrilling first half. After a thrilling hype video by UTSA, might we say. That was – that. I didn't – I don't know. If you're going to do that every road game, that's fine, but, like, there's no chance they do that every road game. Was that a player that they took – no. to Austin to film that or was it like a, a manager it's like a GA yeah like I'm sorry so much effort but you know they're a rising program and whatever it takes so you know what I loved is all our players in the comments of that Instagram just being like fuck this basically <laughs> yeah I mean hell just if that's what get our gets our players hyped up then by all means keep doing that all right unbelievable uh first quarter Second quarter, we'll dive into it. But, John, Beer of the Week. Yeah, Beer of the Week coming out of Lubbock. We're going to go with the Two Docks Brewery up in Lubbock, Texas. Only distributes to the great cities of Lubbock and Midland, Texas. So, okay. if you're out of those towns, uh, please feel free to try out this beer. Uh, yeah, I don't man. know where they distribute within Midland. I didn't zoom in far enough. But point is, uh, going to go with the Lubbock Light. It's a lager. Um, this is a super drinkable light beer. Uh, perfect for watching the game or any activity where beer flavored beer is called for. It's very vague, but that's a Lubbock terrible light. description, but okay. Lubbock, Lubbock light descriptions that are crap, but beer that tastes great. It's perfect for throwing an opposing coach's head. Um, all right, quick shout out, shout out Ross Crawford and the newly wedded Sarah Crawford. Great wedding this past weekend. Always good seeing them. Um, Ross was pumped up when I gave him the breakdown of how the, Game went because he was a little too busy getting married um, to watch. So no distractions, no distractions, not at all. Could we we were told to limit the shout outs, right? So we're just gonna do one each. That's my one. Okay, shout out Will Wild, great bachelor party. Glad we uh, glad we got to do it. Glad you survived. Uh, congratulations to the Rebels for the win. It's our first reference. Oh, to the Rebels. Yeah, first reference to the Rebels. Great time. Glad you survived and uh, look forward to the wedding a week after Stewart's, I believe. So, um, gonna be a good time. Uh, send in pictures of people wearing beers and sears. We'll be stickers are coming for OU. If you see me at OU, I will have plenty of those. Um, t shirts, I'll basically give one to you now if you Venmo me for uh, shipping. Um, just tag us on Instagram whatever not uh cmo's board she needs something to do we may uh, look into hats depending on mm, whether the economy whether whether joey buckets brings the economy back we may actually buy some hats but he's really really killing us with the economy right now we need a sketchy place that will not care about trademarks is what we need um not the economy um, no, but in all seriousness, we do appreciate from, you know, before COVID times when we were really getting a lot of pictures of people wearing their gear, it means a lot. So if you do have one, pull it out of the drawer, wear it this weekend, have a good time. All right. Dive in real stuff, real things that actually matter, not the economy, John. Um, beat UTSA, disgusting first quarter, held on to our butts in the second quarter and then somehow ended up tied at halftime and then came out and absolutely waxed that ass in the second half. Uh, let's start with offense. First quarter, just tried to run a pretty vanilla game plan. You could tell Sark didn't want to show too much leading into conference play. And, it, man, 
It showed. Our interior line was getting destroyed. Majors and Connor were getting worked. I saw Hudson got worked a few times running the ball. It was just disgusting and, like, not against a good D-line or anything. I'll give the UTSA some credit. They're playing with some fight and some spirit coming out. You know, this is their Super Bowl, essentially. Um, but, man, they they did – our offense and offensive execution was not great. And they weren't really changing the game plan, you know, sticking on the script, whatnot. Card couldn't really do much. I mean, he's doing as much as he can. Didn't turn the ball, ball over. But then all of a sudden they kind of settled down, unclenched their asses, which surprisingly was after the onside kick and then halfback pass. Spread them out. There some quick screens, quick passes, quick runs on the outside. And next thing you know, these guys are gassed and you kind of like finally seeing, you know, the, the wall starting to tumble a little bit. And our offensive line starts getting a push. I, they, they pass blocked great all day. I'll say that. But yeah. ugly, ugly first half. Yeah, I mean, the three and out to start was – was not three and out. Uh, was it, was, it three and out? It was like a three, was like, five and out. Yeah, so it was, it was a concerning start for the offense. Um, and then, obviously, the 20-play drive that UTSA, you know, only compounded the concern. Um, but you're right. I think it was, it was it was nice to see the offensive line eventually kind of land on their feet and then show their will, um, call it on the – back half of the second quarter and the rest of the game, they um, show that they were the bigger team uh, offensively and more athletic running backs. So that was nice. I mean, Roshan, we'll get to it in a second, but he kind of, I think, changed the the vibe of the team by some of the plays that he made, kind of instilled a little confidence in us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think ultimately putting up 41 points, I mean, Hudson Card kept it very conservative. They only let him throw it 23 times, no turnovers. So if he could hit a receiver downfield would actually be a good offense, but you know, I think he's just managing managing the storm right now and just yep. kind of surviving, which I I credit uh, Sark for for what he's kind of come up with and uh, utilizing the whatever we want to call it. I don't know if you call it a wildcat, but, uh, just road road cat. Yeah, yeah no, cat. I, yeah, cards being a good point guard and he's not turning the ball over and he's getting the ball to his playmakers. That's what that, he should be doing. That one run by Card though, and it was great due to. Alcohol consumption, but he looked like he was faster than I've ever seen him before. Yeah, he looked really fast. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Whoa, that's not him." No, that second and twenty-two or whatever. Yeah, I don't know what that where that came from. <laughs> he did look super fast in that. Yeah, uh, it was like the weirdest. It's like everyone else was in slow mo, and I was like, "Okay." And of course, Lowell Galindo just had to kill oh, the moment. Fucking Lowell, God. All right, sidebar. Lowell yeah. Galindo fucking sucks. We can all no, agree on that. No more. Longhorn Network games this year, and that is a win. Oh my lord, he is so bad. Bijan uh, Johnson. I think. Okay, I watched it and listened to that a few times. It was like he he clearly messed up, but I think he was trying to like combo the fact that Roshan handed it to Bijan. Uh, I think he. I'm I'm just gonna make fun of him for sucking. God, he just, he's terrible. He's so cheesy when the things he says, and it's like it's just stop, stop. Yeah, he needs to be like a like a like a Carthage like news anchor or something, not a like a play by play on a nationally broadcast, not nationally broadcast, but you know what I mean? Like a cable TV. I think it's safe to say the Longhorn Network is not long for these days with the conference realignment. So I don't think he's going to have a job much longer. Fair. Maybe just like that. Hey, I might've been his last, that might've been his last game he ever called on Longhorn Network. Can you hear that? What? You hear that noise? What noise? 
Jeez. It's like Black Hawk down outside of Houston right now. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. There's, there's helicopters flying all over the place. They're doing emergency response practice things. Oh, 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 oh. Literally Black Hawks fly over our house and the whole house shakes. But anyways, anyways the deep ball. Um, <laughs> Black Hawk down. Uh, it's a skateboard. <laughs> if uh, card, card can't connect on the deep ball and he can't get it there. And I feel like Xavier knows it. And if he looks up, and sees that it's like not even like if it's like a 50 50 chance or worse he's like nap i'm i'm good like so, he, he knows it's not going to him yeah i saw your note yeah i saw your note on that i, I you know that one where he kind of like legit gave up where he could have got was was concerning and then there was the one in the end zone that yep. obviously was a poor pass on hudson's uh part but at least he he dove for it <laughs> xavier took it took a stab I, at it but that first one where he true. just kind of stopped running was like what <laughs> It was very weird. I, I don't know what it is. Um, I, sticking with the receivers, Whittington, I thought, had a pretty damn good game. His hands are much better than people give him credit for. I think I've said that two weeks in a row. And he's just tough to take down. He, he He's due for a touchdown for a big, big run, breaking free tackles over a small safety or something like that. Um, yeah, he, he doesn't really get the touchdown looks, though. You know what I mean? No, like he, he doesn't. He's like the check down in between the twenties. Yeah, no, you're right. It sucks, but hopefully you can break one. It's, you know, or, you know, a fake screen. I also, I'll give Whittington credit. He's our best receiver blocker. Not even close. Yeah. Casey Kane and Xavier can't block where shit. Whittington can, and he's good at it. That like, that's a little stuff like that. That makes him very draft draftable. Agreed. Um, I don't know. I thought O line wise, I, I I bitched on Majors and uh, Connor and Hudson, but they turned it around the second half. Banks, they all did pretty damn well in pass protection. I saw today that they have six. They've given up six sacks through three games. Three of them came against O or sorry against Bama, and I think one of those was a corner blitz, and one of them was a safety blitz. So they've really only given up one. Or sorry, they have only given up. Uh, four true like D-line linebacker sacks. So I'll take that through three games, starting two trash, two true freshmen, three true starters, first time starters. I I'll take that. Oh, um, I would I agree. Like the offensive line has been uh exceeding expectations without a doubt. They Christian Jones has looked great. He was really good at celebrating UTSA jumping off sides. I'll give him yeah. that. I, he's our highest our highest graded did uh, according to pro football focus highest graded alignment like not even close which is crazy i would yeah. if you told me that beginning of the season i said you're high um so obviously let's say offensive mvp is roshan for sure heartbeat no question he, he without him the team stays i think very much uh Vanilla the whole game. Yeah, you know, Bijan couldn't really get it going without Roshan. Bijan probably doesn't get to bust those two runs out there. So no. I just, I that guy is uh, the hurdle. He's like the the guy that we just you know help, <laughs> makes everyone else better on the team and instills confidence in everybody. So yeah, I, I agree. They deserve offensive MVP. The concern I have, sure we we were conservative. We weren't showing anything. And the running backs do what they were supposed to do. the The third down efficiency has been really bad. Yes, like, really bad. I mean, Bama, you know, 
I don't know. It's kind of hard to, to reference back to that because Hudson wasn't coming in, and like we really couldn't get anything going. But against UTSA, four for eleven. That's that's not good. No, nope. we can't we can't sustain that on the road and in conference play. So the running backs are going to get there. So the right, there's always going to be that receiver that gets gets a decent amount of yards or a couple of tutties and maybe a deep ball to Worthy. But if we can't convert on third down and keep the offense on the field, like I'm, I'm like genuinely concerned. Um, I agree for this weekend. Yeah, and we'll get into tech, but their defense is underrated, you know. Um, Speaking we'll, of you we'll, know, save, we'll save that. What? Speaking of you know, if you ever listen to Sark's press conferences, which I'll admit I do, uh, he says just, you know every single answer. You know, well, you yeah. know, it, it, now that I just pointed out, you're not going to be able to unhear it. It's so annoying. <laughs> That's just coach talk, man. You know, uh, okay. Overall thoughts, offense, bad start. They got worse. Mostly not really due to their fault, but still they didn't play great. Starting out coming out of the gates. And I'll give some credit to the team, the coaches that came in the second half, change everything up, decide to wear down on them even more, trust your quarterback to make some easier throws. Nothing over – there weren't that many shots that we took in the second half, which, you know – like now, you're, now I'm saying it. I I don't love, <laughs> but with Hudson not being able to connect with anything, I'm okay with it. I don't like that because Sark's offense is kind of predicated on that. Is having that accurate, super accurate quarterback that can place it downfield easily. That's set up by the run and unique play calling. So a little worried about it, but. I'll, I'm living with it because you have when you have two running backs like that that play like that, it, it covers up a lot. Agreed. I mean, with the concern about the third down efficiency, I still have to applaud and we'd be, I mean, very hypocritical without saying it. But the no turnovers is just that's super impressive. So yeah, it really is. I mean, now, okay, now this this is the question: no turnovers. Do you think with Quinn back that you could win the big 12 with this offense. That's super. Uh, that That's a bold statement. I don't think I didn't so. say, I just, yeah, I, I don't know. I think you maybe could because I've yet to see any defense that could really, really stop this team with Quinn. I haven't watched OU at all this year. I just, I haven't had a chance. They don't. They look decent on defense. I would say they look great. I actually think they might look better on offense because of Levy. He's an unbelievable coordinator. Um, but I, I don't know, man. I need to see more of Quinn to answer that distinctly. But I think it's. I think it's more possible than people think with this unit. I mean, with the way that that unit was running the first two possessions of Bama, I mean, like, <laughs> yes, if that's the offense, and yes, Sark is able to pre uh, create a game plan of, of that magnitude and that confusing I mean, right. yeah i think we could take down any big 12 team but uh let's focus on what we got right now which is taking down tech which uh, with a beat up quarterback so in lubbock uh and to a sold out crowd first time they sold out a game and what are you serious four years yep oh my gosh it's their super bowl here we go uh i wouldn't be surprised if the double eagle guys bought tickets for like and just handing them out honestly uh, already out of tortillas in lubbock county did you see that that uts game i think was the is either the fourth or fifth most attended texas game ever uh, so i did see that it was 102 yeah 
I was blown away by that. And I was talking to Jay. He was like, well, you know, a lot of UTSA fans were probably there. And in listening to the game, there Fair. was a UTS noise yeah. made whenever they scored. Um, but then UTSA probably made up like 20,000, right? Oh, so maybe, maybe. Like, I'm, I'm impressed by the 102,000. That's, that's a big I win. too. That's awesome. Um, I talked to a few coworkers that went and they said the atmosphere was, it wasn't Bama, but it wasn't that far off. You that's know, awesome. Still, I'm still I'm, buzzing. I'm, I'm really, that's awesome. That's he huge. said they were, they were kind of, people were kind of upset because it was, you know, the first night game and however long, you know, whatever. And they do the don't stop believing in the fourth or whatever. But coming out of the fourth quarter, just like with Bama, they played um, Thunderstruck. And so everyone had the like flashlights out to Thunderstruck. And he was like, my girl was like, at first it was kind of weird and everyone was kind of upset because they wanted Don't Stop Believing. And then Thunderstruck started picking up and everyone was like, okay, this is freaking badass. <laughs> and then like the next time outbreak, they still went and played Don't Stop Believing. <laughs> yeah, Don't Stop Believing it needs to be that, that needs to be gone. That's that's not yeah, doesn't get the crowd going. No. Um or an AC the first night this. game was hard. I'm like completely drawing a blank. Was ULM was a night game? Oh no, wait. Yeah, it was. It was a night game. It was a night game, sorry, but like I guess first night game that after Bama, or I don't know. I guess the, okay. It, the first night game with his fan base is a little more, you know, got a little more spunk to him, realizing that this team isn't just a nobody. Right. Defense. Uh, Defense, bro. Jalen Ford played very, very well. I thought the linebackers in general played pretty damn well. Marvion was causing some havoc, second leading in tackles until the bullshit targeting penalty, which we just learned is not being overturned. So he's out for the first half against the Sand Aggies. Um, I thought DTD, still don't know his full name. I thought he, him, <laughs> I thought he played pretty well, just stuffing the run. Um, I saw a couple of good things with Jet Bush. Yeah, I'll say it. Uh, they're still not great in coverage. I think a better offense could really exploit them. But no one's kind of done that yet. And you thought Harris would maybe do it just because he was so accurate and he was so – I think it was because he was so mobile and he was getting flushed so much that that caused him to go outside the linebackers and kind of pick on the man coverage on the safeties on the nickels uh, and the corners routes more so. But I, that is one thing that kind of worries me about this defense. I don't know. I thought the linebackers played otherwise pretty damn well. Yeah, the uh, the first possession was obviously very concerning. Um, just kind of doing the nickel and dime type plays all the way down the field. That linebacker was a freaking refrigerator. Uh, I'm sorry, that tight, tight end. end. Yeah, the tight end was a the first time he got the ball. I was like, oh son of a bitch, here we yeah. go. This is the guy that's gonna make us lose this game. Yeah, guy's probably like 27 years old, getting yeah. <laughs> education masters or something, and he's just a freaking tank. But yeah, I was I was very concerned. Um, I was ultimately impressed they made that stop at the goal line for the first possession. That was, I think, a huge confidence boost. Um, they then got punched in the face with the stupid double pass. Like, just, that, that would remind me so much of the team last year and, and the yep. teams that would lose to Kansas in the past. It just fluky things kind of went against us. And, I mean, they were on the field for the first quarter, like the whole quarter. I mean, almost nine to ten minutes, I think. Yep. And then second quarter as well, getting punched. But then – Ultimately, the game kind of like went, kind of settled down from all the craziness, and then they uh, they made the stops and ultimately, you know, picked off uh, 
Harris, I think, honestly, yeah. was exclamation point on the game and kind of ended it. Yeah. But um, I was, it was odd that Harris came out of the game. Was he hurt or did they? I, yeah, I never saw an explanation on that. That that poor kid that came in behind him. Oof. Yeah, yeah, that was sad. <laughs> but I mean, hey, they carded the Kwiatkowski Patterson combo for making adjustments and putting these kids because at, at first it was like, oh my gosh, they out schemed us. We're screwed. Mm. But we made the adjustments and again made it as though I mean, like the defensive backs could actually. Uh, put some pressure and make some stops and the D line list looked right. So yeah. um, I agree. It, it was concerning, but they landed on their feet and only gave up 20 points again. So three points in the second half. Um, I can't remember how many first downs they gave in the second half, but it wasn't that many. I thought, yeah, it was a good, good game by the safeties. Anthony cook, a couple big hits, Jaron Thompson, a couple big hits coming up on mop up duty. Um, <laughs> especially in that first half when they were uh, kind of, you know, gouging our, our with the run game a little bit too much to feel comfortable, and they were coming in and stop those runs, at least, you know, short of the first down or short of a big gain. Um, and then nothing over the top. I, he wasn't great deep, you could tell, but he was good enough to that you could have gotten burned if you weren't paying attention like Deshaun did on that one touchdown that got called back, luckily. Um, so yeah. it's always good when you aren't yelling Jaron's name or Anthony's game, but they're – tackling well that's what you ask for especially in this defense with the they're playing high the whole time you know that's the whole point of a too high safety defense is you better not ha- let anything over the top of you bend no break uh um, i was really surprised utsa did like never responded to our adjustments they just never kind of you're right broke away from yeah. from their original game plan which was ultimately the deciding factor of how we were able to close out the, the game in the third quarter but um, you know, it helped that we took out their, you know, their only remaining tackle in the first quarter. Yes. Um, so that established that we were going to own and dominate the the line, uh, the defensive line eventually, like we were about to get to, just took over the game and made it as if Harris just couldn't really ever have any time to make the solid throws downfield. Um, but they just, they don't, that offense isn't really built to throw down the field. They just kind of take what they get. And, and ultimately the game just got out of hand and the, as Sarcox to say, they ran out of time. <laughs> I, yeah, well, I think you're the part of the reason that they didn't change up the game plan is they they couldn't. The, the, their O line was just getting worked so much Agreed. by us towards Agreed. the end that they they really were limited in what they could do. I'll give Frank Harris some credit. That dude is not bad. He's pretty damn good, and he's super accurate with the ball. You know, within 10, 15 yards. There was that one play where he was rolling out to his left, and he. I mean, there was legitimately six guys on him. Like if it, oh, he, was, yeah. he was rolling out and if it was to the, like if, if he had an extra two yards, like he would have gotten tackled by literally six guys and he still rolled out to the left and made the perfect throw to whatever, like cook was covering him like dragging across the field. I mean, it, it, it was the unbelievable play. Didn't really amount to anything. Cause I think they went three and out the next drop, like the next, set of downs but still it's like golly this guy you can't tackle him and then when you don't tackle him he somehow puts the ball the one place you can't pick it off or whatever so it really sucks for him that his offensive line got injured in the first game and then now i mean that's not fair he's not going to get any any uh credit for anything because his stats are going to be pretty rough but hopefully a team notices him and drafts him or man, picks no. him up on practice squad next year. That's a kid who could definitely make an NFL route, like sneak his way into his NFL or not sneak, but you know what I mean? Not get drafted, something like that. And then 
still make it on a roster just because he's so accurate. And he'll play in like week 17 when all the other quarterbacks are hurt from the team. Yeah, right. Uh, going back to D line, I mean, great game. Keandre, um, Baron, Ojimo, Byron Murphy all played very, very well. A little bit of Alfred Collins, a little bit of Vernon Broughton. Um, Ovi, Ovi still is a good, he's, I feel like Ovi's getting better. He's just, I don't think he's strong enough. He's not big enough. I don't know what it is. He's not big enough to like defend against the outside runs great or counters to his side, but then he's not fast enough to like really be a pass through pass rush threat. So it's kind of a terrible combination, but I guess he's better than another option. I, I still, they're the reason that we won this game, especially in this, not the reason we won the game. They're the reason that the second half got so lopsided. Uh, agreed. I mean, they, <laughs> I think the, the pick, is it Baron or how do you pronounce his name? Yeah. I think it's Baron, okay. Right. Uh, where it made a great play on a mistake by Harris. And, yep. um, was that our first turnover? No. I don't think we forced one versus ULM or Bama. We didn't versus Bama. Did we? No, I guess we didn't against ULM. Maybe it was. Yeah, I mean, they, we're going to need a few of those this week. But yeah, um, we might yeah great one. play. Kind of put the exclamation point on the on the on the game and, and made it so that we could kind of run the ball, um, the you know the rest of the game on our offense and just run the clock out. So, um, I mean, I, credit the defense. Played a much inferior team, got punched in the face first possession and called the third or fourth possession when it was a fluke play. Stay true to what they, I guess, stay true to the the, yeah, the coaches and ultimately just took over and, and, and won us the game, I would say. Bad bad day for Ryan Watts. He did not play great. I will say that. He needs to turn that up a little bit. Yeah, he, he was getting exposed and they were going after him like mm-hmm. the whole game. But I would say Jalen Ford and Anthony Cook um, – like by far, without a doubt, uh, defensive MVPs. Um, and I don't think we've ever said that about Anthony Cook. So yeah. that's why I wrote his name on there because he, uh, he's he been kind of uh, underwhelming his career at UT and, and ultimately he's now kind of gained some weight and he looks like pretty competent out there. So now it's time versus some legit offenses to, to yeah. see what you can do in the Big 12. Definitely. Speaking of uh, Big 12 – this week, two thirty ESPN. Wait, what? Wait, before we talk about that, special teams, uh, not great. No, um, we need to. We kicked it out. Uh, the, you know, first quarter, second quarter, we had the boneheaded uh, onside kick. Not all field goals were clean. I think this game. Field goals were clean. He hit that like thirty-eight yarder, something like that. Yeah, yeah, that that kickoff return was terrible. Like literally, the guy like right as their kicker starts like trotting up to kick the ball, our entire first line is like turned around already. Yeah, it's like, well, okay, don't do that. That's that's not why we hired you, Banks. Yeah, that was that was pretty bad. Also, one other thing, Trejo is kicking, punting the ball well, but it is the most line drive like flat punt in the world that is just begging to get blocked i would and i watched on the rewatch i saw someone tweet about that or write about it and i watched on the rewatch i was like yeah it's flat but i will say the protectors are very much moving in sync and know what their jobs and assignments are on blocking so that makes me comfortable but 
just something to keep an eye on if someone actually gets a good punt rush on us. Yep. That seems ripe for a certain football game in uh, the Cotton Bowl in a few weeks. Um, yeah. Okay. Texas Tech, 230 on – is it on ESPN or ABC? ESPN. Uh, are they the most dangerous one and two team in the country? They lost an overtime team overtime to Houston, who's not that good. Um, I'm not going to say they're not good because they lost to Kansas because Kansas is good. Crazy to say that, but yes. Uh, and then they got beat bad this week at NC State. I think they had two pick sixes. Tyler Shug, their uh, starting quarterback going into the season, got hurt week one. So clavicle. You're completely discrediting this podcast. They're not one and two. They're two and one. What? Yeah, they beat Houston. Did I say they lost to Houston? Yeah, you did. I was like, I don't think you're – I think you were thinking of UTSA still. <laughs> I think I might have been thinking of UTSA still. Yeah, so they're 2-1. and one. Start over. Are they the most dangerous 2-1 and one team in the country? <laughs> Here we go. They did? Yeah, they did. Of... You, were, you no. were thinking of UTSA that lost to U of H. Damn it. Well, now I feel like an idiot. I All right. could have sworn they yeah, – they, they, beat, beat. they beat U of H in double overtime. They lost to NC State. Got punched in the face early. Kind of kept it competitive, though, through the end. They're missing their quarterback, um, starting quarterback. Broke his collarbone. I don't know what week, but he did. No, he, he'll be back. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. He's not playing, I heard. He's not playing this week, but he will be back. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't, I don't care about anything after this week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, the new guy's Donovan Smith. He is uh, seven touchdowns, five interceptions with um, – yeah, I think he had two – yeah, two of those last two against NC State and three versus uh, Houston. So, not the best, uh, you know, hit rating um, <gasps> for, Mr. for Mr. Smith. Uh, right they still have uh, Sir Roderick Thompson. He's Go still ahead. there? Yep, he's still there. He is God. not – he has not been running that well. He's only got 100 yards on 21 carries. Yeah, um, but he's you know you know what he is. He's their up down you know a little shakier. He could break a few tackles. Taj Brooks is their Sorry, leading. Hold up, this just seeing like that name just kind of made me happy because in doing this podcast, it's funny to like come across guys that you don't hear on you know call it game day or other you know, Twitter or other avenues of, of college football coverage. Mediums, if you will. To, to then hear hear it again on this, like, that guy, wow. So, Roderick. It's like uh, the guy was in Iowa State. you always like, oh, I remember him, like a tight end that kicked our ass. And then. <laughs> yeah, like that Will, what's that? Will McDonald, that guy's been there for like Will six Smith. years. Um, okay. Offensive line, not very good. Um, I think they had – no, they have anyone get hurt? No, I don't think so. But um, – and then no great receivers. It looks like uh, Jaron Bradley, I think he was there last year as their uh, leading receivers with a couple touchdowns. God, Texas Tech doesn't have a good receiver. That's crazy. I know. Um, this is not your typical Texas Tech offense, so don't, don't be too scared of it, especially with how our defensive line has been playing. Now, on the other side of the ball, their defense actually isn't that bad. Uh, Tyree Wilson is their kind of edge outside linebacker. He's already got two and a half sacks in the year, um, as well as their leading uh, tacklers. I think Krishan Merriweather, their other one of their starting linebackers, I think he got hurt 
this past week and is out for the season, um, or at least out for this week. I know of. Yeah, he like broke his leg. Uh, is he was he the super graphic like the super bad one? I don't know, but I just heard that the head guy broke his leg. He broke his leg, dude. Uh, and then, lastly, kind of backing up on our uh, defense safety, Dadrian Taylor Demerson. I have, was reading about this kid. It looks like he's probably going to be a first day draft. You know, maybe first round, second round uh, draft pick. Kind of one of those guys that's shooting up the boards um, with how he's been playing this year. Uh, he's a senior. That it's it's. I don't know why. Just it feels like a different tech team than what we're used to. Joey McGuire, the guy, the kid they brought over, or the coach that they brought over um, from from Baylor, he just seems to have kind of instilling that type of culture that he had at, uh, or that was at Baylor with Aranda. Just kind of you know very. I don't know how do you call it, but structured and well put together, um, and he was under under rule as well at Baylor. But um, it's a different tech team. I think this game will actually be fairly low scoring, but it, it's a weird game to me because tech, tech gets Texas in a spot where we just won our letdown game, but we still look terrible. So you get a winning team combined with coaches up in their ass, and I read that Monday they were like absolutely chewed out and had a tough practice. And but you're at home, sellout crowd. You stop reading that stuff. What? That who I, uh, don't get me started on that. You're just such a non-believer. You think it's all bullshit. Man, it, it is. It is so fake. Webb is nodding his head so furiously right now. If you had 25 <laughs> minutes, then you I teed you up for that one. Uh, yep. Yep, that's right. <laughs> okay. I don't know. It's just a, it's a weird game. There's a lot of things, emotional non-football factors that gamblers take that gamblers notice let down after the letdown spot, but still won, but had a tough week of practice, but it's a home game, but it's on two 30. It's not at night, but it's a sellout. I don't know. A lot of different things, a lot of things coming out. Now here's, here's the question, Johnny. If he's like 80% ready, do you start Quinn? <laughs> Um, I, I think the answer is no. I don't think you do. I think I would I would much rather prefer, and this is going to sound crazy, taking the loss this weekend by having Hudson out there than risk Quinn coming back at, at not 100% and making things worse and we're playing ping pong between quarterbacks the rest of the year. I think you – are obviously a much better offense with Quinn, without a doubt. You are uh, you give yourself a much better chance to win the football game. But I don't think the game plan that you did versus UTSA, I, I think you do the same exact thing versus Tech. You run the ball 40 to 50 times, and you try to manage uh, the time of possession. You force a turnover or two. And, I mean, I don't see this Tech team being able to respond or beat that game plan. Uh Unless we fumble the ball, if they've forced only, I guess it looks like two fumbles this year and picked off a quarterback somewhere. So they've forced three. We've only forced one. So Tech's going to need a turnover or two or a fluky stolen possession, like a onside kick um, to, to win the game. I, I think Hudson can go up there and win this. So I, 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 my answer to the question is no. I don't think you pay, play 
or pay Quinn to uh, to well, I think you're in this game. Him. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I honestly lean towards yes. Um, and I think part of that is, yeah, if you hurt him this week, I, I don't know. It's not a guarantee that you beat OU with him. Obviously, much higher odds. But it does look like you can beat West Virginia without him. And you might be able to beat Iowa State without him. So, I I don't know. I can't I think decide. It's, from a preparation standpoint, advantage Texas by not disclosing it. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. It, it creates a little bit more, um, I guess, less predictable. Um, if you – gives ourselves a chance that he's going to play and they got to prepare for his offense. So I don't think they announce it until game time when we see him. I think he'll be out there throwing the ball. Oh, yeah. No, he'll suit up. I mean, he he suited up this past weekend. And people forget he almost went to Tech. Yeah. He uh, he was considering going there. And I heard that his parents – shout out to James Duncan. uh, His parents are the ones who were telling him that he uh, should not go to Tech because Texas is going to the SEC from an exposure standpoint and coverage and marketability. You should go to Texas, blah, blah, blah. Um, well, that's smart. So I'm going to dive into my little spiel since you already did all your fun facts and statistics and thoughts on Quinn. So in our lives, um, we have dominated Tech, you know, but it is a team that every year – we are concerned we're going to lose the game. Like, why? Why is that? Because of Michael Crabtree. Yeah, uh, it's a, it's just because they. This is their most important game of the year, um, along with most teams that play Texas. But I, just, I mean, <laughs> Oklahoma State, their biggest game is Bedlam. But like every single year, everyone is so nervous about this game. And if you look at it, we have either dominated them or they have barely beaten us in Austin, like every game. Obviously, there was the overtime game with Sam a couple of years back where we came back and won when I have an onside kick. But other than that, we have literally dominated them. And it's so weird. I, I am so, like, lacking of confidence every time we play in Lubbock. I do not get it. But we yeah. have traditionally done very well up there. Um, so, you know, and, and, and saying that, and, and I guess – and having such a letdown game last week, I think they come out a lot more sharp. I think it's a close game for a quarter and a half. And ultimately, I think our offense is able to run and establish the ball or establish running the ball like we did. And then we win by eight. Yeah, I, I think that with how well our defense is playing, going up against an offense that really hasn't shown you much, I feel I've, I'm with you. I feel comfortable. Um, I think we're it's a 35 17, 35 20, 35 24, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we do cover again, though. But I, I, I agree with you. I think this is a good team. They haven't played on the road, but I'm not going to put too much into that. If our defense was super shaky, I would be a little more concerned, you know, if it was opposite of how our offensive defense have been playing as units, but it's not solid defense really makes you comfortable, um, especially going up against an inferior offense. So yeah, lean on Bijan, lean on um, Roshan, try to get Hudson a little more involved in the passing game. I don't know. I think he's due for a connection with Xavier 
So yeah, I, I feel comfortable too. I, I mean, 35, 17, 35, 20, you know, two touchdown win. To, to get there though, we got to come out sharp. We can't have the same lackadaisical first quarter and a half. I think it's, uh, you know, the, the offense has got to come out confident. They can't come out and just go three and out or five and out, whatever you want to call it. Um, and, and they've got to quiet that crowd because even though it's a two thirty game, that stadium weirdly gets, gets, gets going. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, uh, all right, call, call the shot. Deshaun's Deshaun's taking one back, or Xavier on a punt. We're, I mean, get, let Keelan Robinson return it. I mean, golly, the guy's he, so athletic. He actually had a couple good runs this past week too. Yeah, no, I think that let the offense come out, punch them in the face, quiet the crowd, manage it with the running game, get out of Lubbock, hopefully healthy, come back to Austin and and, and be one and zero in conference play. All right, games of the week. I don't know, another week, week, week to say the least. Um, nice. I didn't, uh, I didn't put write this one down, but uh, we can go ahead and talk about the uh, Sunny Dykes Bowl, TCU at SMU, eleven a.m. Looks like SMU is catching two. Um, I didn't see what the over under was. I think it's like sixty three or something like that. I, TCU has played absolutely nobody, and SMU almost beat Maryland last week. I, something. Everyone knows my biases on this, but I'm going to go with SMU. I, I I just don't see – I haven't seen anything from TCU yet that makes me, like, really think that they're a good team and they have not played anybody. Um, I'm gonna is take that game bonus. in Highland Park? That game is in Highland Park. Yeah, I don't care. Boulevarding? Don't care. Don't care. <laughs> don't care. Two, two not very good teams. You didn't note the uh, Clemson – Wake Forest came. Wake Forest came on here. Both those teams are not good. I what mean, do you What do you know about Clemson other than DJ Ukulele? Yeah, good point. And honestly, I just feel like Wake Forest is ranked. I went off about this. Whoever was listening, or whoever was listening to this, that happened to be with me this past week, and I told him that rankings are the most like like dumb thing in college football, unless like top five. It's all just completely fabricated to create. No one's ever said that. It's a hundred percent viewership driven ranking system now. It's not true to talent or anything. Florida at Tennessee. Tennessee is minus ten and a half. This is the two thirty CBS Kate Nas Gary Danielson game. Uh, I'm sorry. What? What? First time Tennessee has been favored by more than ten points against Florida in I think over ten years. They've only won one of the last sixteen games against Florida. Anthony Richardson's kind of given that dark horse Heisman vote that is definitely going to fade by November, but I think he's still got one more good, like kind of, you know, moment in him after the Utah game. So I don't really know anything about Tennessee. I know they score a lot of points. I know the over is like 67. I do like the over and I'll probably take Florida, but I don't, I really don't love it. Who did Florida lose to Kentucky? Yes, they got smoked. Yeah, I, I, I like at uh, home. I like Tennessee with game day at home in this game. Arkansas at Texas A and M at is a uh, asterisk as it is being played in Arlington at Jerry World. A and M is minus two. This is six o'clock on ESPN. Bounce back against pretty overrated Miami team that really looked terrible and some pussyfoot and play calling. Kicking a field goal, you know, fourth and 
goal at the four or whatever Miami was towards the end of the game. Uh, Max Johnson is not that good, but I think their defense actually is. KJ Jefferson is underrated college quarterback, as we saw last year, but limited with his weapons after losing Traylon Burks to the draft. I like AM again. I like the under even better at 48. This is going to be an ugly, disgusting game. Um, I feel like this game is always ugly and disgusting, but low scoring. Yeah, I mean, I think AM was uh, easy money last week. They were going to respond. They had all the world against them in terms of the embarrassment that was Appalachian State. I think they go ahead and win this game again. Get a little momentum going into SEC play and uh, salvage the season. All right. Well, well most important team won last week. Mid, uh, Midwestern State beat Michigan Tech. Thank God. Yeah, 28-21. We're now 2-1. and one. Shout out to Marshall for the FaceTime at 1 in the morning on Saturday morning or mm-hmm. Sunday morning. Uh, we now have Simon Fraser, BC. What? That's not a school. Yep. Oh my! Oh my God! It is. It's family day. <laughs> it's family day. <laughs> Bring Wait, your kids, is, everybody. Is Simon Fraser like is in like British Columbia? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Holy shit! It's the Red Leafs, the Fighting Red Leafs. Yeah, that's Columbia, British Columbia. Wow, never would have guessed that, but sure, why not? Um, I think that's a non-conference game. Uh, yeah, I think so. Oh, they had a big win against Eastern Mexico, but Eastern Mexico, we we found out they're not that good, right? Yeah, I, I think the uh, Colorado State Pueblo. What's Sterling Cole go for? Oh, he got benched. Oh, did he get hurt? No, no. Nico Hollins. Yes, that's a real name. Is the quarterback from last week? That. Oh my God! This one running back had 140 yards on. I don't know if Sterling Cole got hurt. Well, well, where the fuck is he? Am I looking at the wrong game? Eastern New Mexico last week. No, we Not. played Michigan. We played Michigan Tech last week. What? We beat Michigan Tech. Yes. Sorry. He went for t- thirty-three attempts. I was looking at Eastern Michigan. Sorry, excuse me. No. He's back. We're okay. Okay. Whew. God, that scared me. So I don't know what games were conference play or not, but they're two and one. So, well, it looks like they got a pretty salty running game and not the best uh, passing game right now. Those tight ends, though, best coach in the town. Two interceptions, Dylan. What are you doing? All right. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. John, any last words? Um, Beers and Steers will be watching together next weekend we'll talk about that next week though we won't be recording from circa sports stadium swim this time this time maybe next time <laughs> hook them horns get the win and love it be safe right. out there if you're going Oof. god bless robbie thomas and your brother please don't get in the fight even though i know you're going to so all right Hey, those days are now gone I didn't wish I could see the lid Flying from the cowboy's eye I want to go time traveling through Texas when me I want to go time traveling through Texas when me I want to be there breathe the air and see all I can see In my tent
bet your skin the golden brown Now you're feeling like a king I'm a full up alongside the road And see the land old Jesse on Now times are spent with me Then along the skyline of the trees Well, skinny dip within the stream And we'll flash the passing cars then we'll jump into our Cadillac The tracks of time will take us back Back to the land off so far I want to go time traveling through Texas when me I want to go time traveling through Texas when me I want to be there to breathe the air and see all I can see Texas time traveling machine.